Gorecast is brought to you by American Horrors, the greatest uncut horror channel in the world. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, all horror. As well as the station of decapitation without your head. America's longest running horror channel, www.withoutyourhead.com. The following program is rated TV MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. What is up, everybody? It's Tuesday. That means it's original versus remake. Hi, everybody. Give a little down in the dump there, dude. Me? I was very yeah. uplifting and up in the dumps, actually. Oh. My bad. All right. Yeah. I mean, I was singing, so. How's everybody doing? Nope. Chat, how I are you? you? Carter, how are you? I'm doing good, man. We got a bunch of people in chat. Yeah, <laughs> is Katie. Got Bill, Bree. Anybody that was not mentioned, drop a drop a comment so we can mention you if you want us to say hello. If not, then you could just be anonymous and just watch us anonymously. Ooh, that was that was a tough. I struggled with that, but still pulled it off. I'm not gonna like lie a to goddamn you. professional YouTuber that I am. <laughs> when you need a professional YouTuber. Buzz is your Come to me. Well, I got something. To... Oh, Disney Plus. Why are you popping an ad in front of me? Oh, no. Sorry. I'm not used to the. the got the new laptop going, and for some reason Disney Plus just interrupted my my show with a with a with a Disney Plus ad that just popped up. Um. That that uh, did you say how you were doing? Because I forgot already. Oh yeah, no, I'm doing good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thirteen ghosts. We are doing thirteen ghosts tonight. So, yeah, now I've been pretty stoked about this one. Yes, an episode probably weeks in the making, but because of cancellations and such and such, that's happened. It's got pushed back a bit, but it's it's good. Yep. Um, yes, Disney is trying to take over the world, Giz. I. That just popped out of nowhere, and I was like, Disney Plus, you go away. Oh, yeah. I already have They're your like, subscription. I don't need to be told to get your subscription. Just stop. Like, have you thought about us yet? Wink, wink, wink. Yeah. Well, they do They do have classics as, uh, like, uh, Fuzz Bucket and Candle Shoe and Mr. Boogity. Those are actual programs on the Plus of Disney. And none of them I've ever heard of before. Well, you are in the dark, my friend. So I'm adjusting my chair because I do that from time to time. Um, we'll probably go ahead and uh, as, as all the how everybody's doing is out of the way, I think we can probably slide, not slide of the DMs, not slide of DMs. We'll slide into some news bits. Real quick, we'll we sometimes... got somebody else joining us. Real quick, we just got somebody else joining us, so hey, Wednesday. Hello. Welcome to the program. 
Um, yes. Be prepared news to be entertained because I've got some news bits. Uh, we got some Lionsgate news bit information. Uh, we got some Stephen King news bits because, I mean, it's horror. Yeah. Why wouldn't there be Stephen King news? And uh, some new film that is going to be released. So that's what's on docket for the news bits. Uh, the first story, like I said, has to do with Lions Films, Lions Gate film. I'm sorry. Um, stars the channel. Uh, I don't know if they have a streaming app, but in this day and age, probably because everybody does like now. Everybody. Um, Stars will soon be the exclusive streaming home for the latest Lionsgate theatrical releases. The Stars Network and streaming service, I guess that right there just tells me, um, is owned by Lionsgate. So it only makes sense that Stars the Lionsgate have inked an exclusive first window opt deal or output deal uh, for new releases. Uh, so basically, they're doing the whole like Amazon and HBO Plus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, HBO Max, Paramount Plus is all coming out soon. Um, <laughs> says here, uh, Stars is looking to, or Lionsgate is looking to give Stars a bigger moving movie streaming bundle by signing a multi-year theatrical output agreement with its premium subscription platform for Lionsgate and Summit Label Films. Um, as a part of the deal, Stars will get an exclusive first window for Lionsgate labeled films when the current distribution agreement with Hulu expires at the end of 2021. And Summit Films will land where the current deal, uh, or when the current deal with HBO ends at the end of 2022. So the film's upcoming genre films that fall under the, the umbrella is Eli Roth's Borderlands and the John Wick movie franchise, Relaunch, Spiral from the Book of Saw, and that looks to be it. So just another streaming platform that wants your money. And you said they're taking over HBO Pluses later? For um, uh, there's a specific. Hold on, give me one second because I backed out. Uh, Summit Summit label films, so whatever films are um, released on oh, Summit so labels, they're going to take so over that one company. Yes, H- HBO oh, okay. will lose Summit label films, and um, Lions or Hulu will lose uh, Lionsgate labeled films at the end of 2021. So okay. those two, and then they're all just flooding over to the to, to the stars. The yeah. Okay. So just like I said, I mean another and Dude, yet you know, another. They had, to, they had to pay mad ass money to leave HBO. Well, the thing of it is, though, like they were saying, uh, Stars um, Services is owned by Liongate, so they're kind of Uh-oh. in the same you know company. So it's not. I don't know. I don't really would. Inter- yeah, they're intertwined, so it's like I don't know. So I mean, I'm sure there's probably money, but it's like right, but it's also kind of keeping content in house at that point. Yeah, because like there, okay. there's a lot of weird. Because like if you look at some of the um, streaming services that are out now, there's like channel like shows that were on networks that like aren't like I got the the Peacock, which is through NBC, 
but they have uh, the uh, TV show King of Queens, which was actually originally oh, by yeah, yeah. CBS. So it's like they're just trying to get all these same branded, you know, projects and movies under one umbrella as opposed to being distributed through different. Dude, man, like you said, you know, like everybody's got their fucking own streaming service, you know, like, yeah, it's just kind of, uh, what was it like Amazon, Hulu, Netflix, and a few yeah. others. But then when we got into the cutting the cord kind of mentality, you know, like CBS was like, yeah, yeah. CBS was kind of like, CBS was like, oh shit. So like, I think they were the first one out the gate to actually launch their streaming service. Well, the funny thing is they're being relaunched because they did come out as CBS All Access, but I don't, for some reason, think it worked out very well. And now they're actually being relaunched into Paramount Plus, which is really? going to be coming okay. out in the next couple days. And that's Pretty actually... It, it's it's um I don't remember what CBS All Access had off the top of my head because I didn't have it, but I remember track the Discovery yeah. one or something, whatever the yeah. new. Um, they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be having a bigger umbrella of content because under the Paramount umbrella, you're gonna have Nickelodeon, MTV. And a bunch of those Paramount channels are all going to be under that umbrella. That's why I was telling you guys before, like they're redoing uh, a Beavis and Butthead movie that's going to be on Paramount right. Plus. They're rebooting Rugrats, which is going to be a new thing on Paramount Plus. They're doing all these all these new stuff with those things. So it's just like every time you turn around, you know, a new company's got a streaming service, and you know it makes sense, I guess. Right, but I'm not gonna lie. Like, I do kind of dig the fact that some of this older shit, like Kings of Queens, because I used to dig the shit out of that show. So it's cool to see that that's kind of resurfacing. Uh, Unfortunately, you now have to have like twelve different streaming services. So, and, like the whole cord cable cord honestly, is now. I think, I think from what it seems like, this is more for the movie rights, is the early movie rights. So I don't believe that they're going to be completely taken off of these networks i'm not 100 sure but from looking at the story it said that the the um the stars app is going to get first dibs at like home release stuff and then i'm assuming then eventually it'll, it'll hit the other like hulu and shit like that after right so like, they're getting first dibs though so kind of like how you know wonder woman went straight to hbo max and and Disney Plus is getting their BS, you know, and stuff like that. So I think, yes, they had a what? trailer I, or oh, I didn't hear that. I heard that they were. I thought they were kind of reworking Breaking news! I already said that they were. I said that they were doing a new Rugrats like two seconds before you said that. So I, I was ahead you. of Mister. Man, uh, yeah, I am a Mr. Man, um, but yes, they are doing a new Rugrats. Uh, like I said, they're doing the Beavis and Butthead movie. Um, they have other this is just this is Paramount Plus, everything's got to have a plus now Disney Plus, Paramount, yeah, right? Plus, you know, Pepsi Plus, Amazon falls, Amazon falls to the wayside because there's no Amazon Plus to it. Just yeah. wait, so everybody just add a plus to whatever you want, and it'll be it'll be good. So yeah, uh, another another, another streaming service. Yeah, how to get first of the budget paid for? 
Right. So let's move on to story number two. Yet another Stephen King thing is coming to something. Movie. Okay, I can't... I couldn't remember if it was a movie or TV series because they do both, so I couldn't remember off the top of my head. But it is a movie. The Stephen King's Castle Rock novella Elevation is being turned into a film. Uh, so it is uh, published. Okay, so the novella Elevation, or yeah, uh, published by whatever in 2018 in a minor. Uh, King work only had 144 pages. Um, it's not a horror novel, but it's worth noting here. Uh, I don't know where I'm going. Like, I was starting to read something, and I'm like, this has nothing to do with anything. But uh, but where am I at? Uh, which we're going to make into a film. So there was a recent interview. Um, Jack Bender, uh, under the dome, and Mr. Mercedes revealed in an interview that he's heading Castle Rock, um, headed to Castle Rock, this latest King adaptation. So it says, I've recently adapted a book of King's called Evelation, which we're making into a film, Bender explains, and I invented some stuff and added, and was nervous because he'd never read anything I've written, only directed and produced uh, and needless to say, I was nervous about it, but he loved it. Uh, he's very gracious, and he knows that when we make a TV show, that there's going to be stuff added, stuff taken away. That's just the way it goes. Um, it says it's really about how the book itself is really about how we can all be better people, and it's a wonderful story. Uh, nope, go away. So I guess it has to do in the Castle Rock, uh, obviously, because I've said it multiple times, the Castle Rock. Um, okay, so here we go. This is what I was looking for the whole time. Like, I was reading all this stuff. I'm like, all right, this doesn't have anything to do with the fucking story. Okay, so in Castle Rock, Maine, Scott Carey faces a mysterious illness, which causes bizarre effects on his body and makes him rapidly lose weight. Kind of uh, sounds like a thinner, kind of. Another yeah, just a bit, right? Um, even if he appears healthy on the outside, while battling this disease with a trust with his trusted doctor, he also tries to fix a dire situation involving a lesbian couple trying to open restaurants by a disapproving public. Um. So yeah, so there's going to be a lesbian couple with a restaurant that people are not happy about. Sold. I'm sold. I well, I'm not gonna, it, yeah, okay. Um, took me a while to get there. There's a bunch of other nonsense words, but I read lesbian couple and it sold me. Uh, yeah, no, like, yeah, my god, my ADD kicked in way harder than I thought it did. All right, <laughs> I'm trying so, to. Like, all right, where like, I read something earlier that was of actual, like, you know, importance. But all these words I'm reading are not of importance. So I finally found yeah. it. So basically, King's got some new shit coming out. There's going to be a movie or a TV show. Yes, that is okay. long, long, very long and very difficult story. Short. Yes. Stephen King's got new stuff coming out. There's a lesbian couple having a restaurant, an illness of a guy who's. Something on the inside, but not on the outside. Uh, Castle Rock. There. 
That's the cliff mm-hmm. notes of what. I don't know. So, All right. excited for another King project on the big screen. Uh, you know, I'm okay. still waiting uh, for the stand to finish out because I want to do like a binge of all of it because I'm kind of curious where they do with the new stand. So I'm going to tackle that one before I worry about anything else King has. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of the REM song stand. Excuse me. Uh, I'm just rambling right now because I'm trying to see if there's anything else of any importance to read. Um, what (laughs) like i'm desperately trying to hold on to every word you say but like i'm just getting lost dude because i'm getting lost too because i i will be honest with you i did a terrible job of proofreading these stories and it shows so i'm like reading trying to find the plot of the movie and i'm like maybe this sentence says it nope it doesn't maybe this paragraph says it nope four paragraphs later where I wanted to go. I gotta go with Giz on this one, Bree. You're still waiting for who's fan only. So uh, what? Uh, yeah. Like I'm not really sure if you want to see any of our like fan only. Like that would just be oh, our OnlyFans? Oh yeah. Uh, mine is OnlyFans at I don't know. I have no idea how OnlyFans work. I, I don't have one. I just feel like a Gorecast fans only would just be wrong. Very disgusting. So, and probably Harry. Like you want to see on a poll, kind of doing something cute. So, I mean, you just look at our movie posters. I'm pretty much in a seductive pose. Pretty much every poster. Huh. I'm like, no, like that's, that's, that's a weird up. thing, dude. You can pull it off. Like I can't. I'm like, it just looks weird. I know. I just. I can't like hold back the sexiness. It just, it just comes really out. Fucking can't. Dude. Like I'm just. There are so many of our fucking posters where you just like glow, <laughs> and I'm like kind of like. Almost it is a gift and a curse. That's what I can tell you right now. It is a gift so, and a curse to be this goddamn sexy. Um. Well, that scared everybody in the audience. So let's move on. To- not That's the worrisome part, dude. <laughs> uh. Lastly. Okay. I, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm not say anything any further that's going to get me in trouble. So let's move on to the next one. I'm going to say something. It's going to get me in trouble, and it is not uh, good. Oh, right. Bill wants Bill some uh, ASMR news section and fans only. Okay. I mean, I can do the last story here. It's a pretty short story in ASMR form. Actually, I don't know if this is going to work. Supposedly, my microphone doesn't work. It's pretty much a prop now because I got this new laptop. So, But I'll, I'll want to go. Oh. Okay, everybody. My microphone is temporarily in plot right now. I probably not plot. The last news bit story is Separation. A new horror film from the boy director, William Brent Bell, set for April release. Director William Brent Bell is leaving Brams behind for a new movie called Separation, which has been acquired by Open Road Films and uh, some entertainment place. I don't know how to say that word. Um, The plan is to release Separation in theaters on April 23rd, 2021. Of the terrifying consequences of of divorce 
and is the story of a young girl who finds solace in her artist father and her dead mother. Uh, wow, I almost repeated that. It was like, oh, that would just be, I was about to be like, dead mother. I just didn't seem like it would be appropriate to. I just hit this. Um, in addition, uh, Brent Bell is also directing, or has also directed The Devil Inside. Uh, one of his next project is Orphan's First Kill, a prequel to 2009's movie Orphan. I almost burped in the microphone. <laughs> <clears throat> so, did you hear any of that? I did, and I'm not impressed. Okay, neither am I. This isn't the story I originally wanted to do, but I have a lot to do the story. So, this one, Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's your scapegoat. This isn't the fucking story I wanted it to wasn't. do. It wasn't. The story the was fucking story. cool. I had to pick the other... I had to get rid of the other story. <laughs> so... I just found the yes, next in line, and this is what was there. Christmas in March. There you go. Um, <laughs> what is this? Yes, there we go. So, yeah, uh, so a movie is coming out, directed by... Oh, that's not what I wanted. Directed by the guy who directed The Boy, William Brent Bell, and it's about divorce. Sounds fun. I was going to say, like, divorce. <laughs> I cannot wait to jump on that fucking train. All right. Christmases for the kids. That's that's what there's <laughs> to look at. So there's always a plus side to all. <laughs> Sorry, we're enjoying some uh, Johnny Christmas carols in our ears. So. Couldn't do the Christmas news, but he can sing Christmas carols to us. You know, it is now. Let's <laughs> talk about right. it. Is the... So, yeah, so that's the, that's the story. That guy's making a movie about divorce and something, and Dude, he directed like, a Right up there with, uh, what was it, we covered a fucking news one where uh, it was during the pandemic, so, like, the two neighbors were, like, talking to each other through the wall, kind of stupid shit. And for the life of me, I can't remember the fuck the name of that movie was. Because it's out by now. Uh, but we all did that for one of the fucking news spots. I, honestly, to be really honest with you, as soon as I finish reading a news story, it is out of my head. <laughs> so I only have so much room in my head for things, guys. And I gotta read three news stories every Tuesday. I gotta watch movies for programs. I don't have that much room in my head, guys. A very, very small head. Or no, it's a big head, but not a lot it can go in there. Yeah, yes. What Johnny yeah. said. You guys hear it, but what Johnny said. I go with the useless knowledge. It's the, hey, we talked about this, this like fucking news spot a while back. I have no clue why that's still in the fucking brain, but actually, a lot of the times it is still in my head, but the one that you're talking about is not because I don't remember. I don't remember it. So must not have been that. Good. But you do fucking remember. You remember sometimes. I do yeah. remember thirteen ghosts. There was thirteen right. of them. Maybe. Woo, look at you. Like. Yeah. Ooh, all right. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So thirteen ghosts was a film that came out in 1960. It was in black and white, so it's old. Um. Awesome. 
sold. Uh, and it is about the Zor- Zorbra. Zorbra. I'm assuming that's how it's said, or Zobra family. The last name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I was, <laughs> I was confusing cards with all my actual facts that I actually had names, things written right, I'm like, uh, Normally, I'm just like the person and the lady, guy, penis, the guy. And the lady, and she did things. That's that's me describing people's, but I actually wrote down the names that uh, because again, professional YouTuber. Um, so, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, uh, the Zobra family down on their luck. As we are introduced to this film, uh, Homeboy's furniture is being sto- uh, not stolen, being taken away from um, some mover guys. They must have been laid on some bills. I guess you rent furniture. I mean, some people still do that, but... I was going to say, it kind of, like, when I saw that, it, it reminded me of the whole, like, rent-a-center, like, hey, yeah. come get your room set from us. Like, yeah. they locked her on the ass to stand up so they could take the chair out from under her kind of yeah. thing. But what she... fucked me up was, like, even the shelves, like, the knickknacks were empty. Like, they, they made it look like they took fucking everything from them. I don't like where that's going. Um, so, <laughs> the chat. Market for um, thing you say. Could I interest you in live circumcisions? Bill? Hard no. I'll pass, bro. Already got one. Not on live, either. <laughs> uh, at least I don't think so. I was a baby when it happened. I don't know. Uh I feel like that's still kind of live. There was an audience. I mean, the, damn it, Phil. He's talking about yeah, wanting us safe. to do live circumcision. Well, I was safe. I didn't say anything. You did. That's oh, why I, I said, I'm not going to touch this. And then you're I, like, I, I, damn it, Bill. Pause. Buzz, you were saying. Oh, I thought you said, damn it, Buzz, uh, because uh, I was like, I didn't do it. Because, Bill, yet, fucking again, okay. it's just sucking in. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so they're behind on their luck. Uh, Mr. Uh, Zobra, which his name is, I have it here, Cyrus. Um, he's like a teacher or something. And let's uh, make whole lots of money. Huh? He works at a museum. Oh, he works at a museum. Something to do with, you know, science y stuff. Um, so yeah, so they're getting all their shit taken, and just so happenly, they find out about this inheritance that uh, Cyrus gets from his uncle, Doctor Plato Zobra. Um, because yeah, they get this inheritance, and they get a house left to him in his name. And the big thing is, are they always like fully furnished? Is it fully furnished? And the guy's like, yes, it is. So they're like, oh, we're moving in. Right, like, that's an important question. Like, all of our shit just got fucking repoed, so can we own shit in this house? Yeah. Sold. Because yep. our house, we're sitting on the floor. So the family moves into said home, fully furnished, like we said. Uh, we found out there's also 12 ghosts that haunt the house. 12. Only 12 so far. We'll get 13 later. There's 12 ghosts that haunt the house, as in, from what we had trying to remember if it's this one or if I'm mixing it, what's the remake. But the doctor dude, like, trapped the ghosts in the house. I know he does yeah. that in the 
both. I think that's how. Okay. Both. Sometimes because movies he, blend in together, and it just because just like the remake, he traveled around. They made a point like he found this ghost in India. He found yeah. this ghost on the bridge of blah blah blah, and he trapped them and brought them back to the house. So from what I remember them saying is that like they needed the thir- a 13th ghost to set all the ghosts free. That's from what I think I heard remembered them saying is they were in in the need of getting a 13th ghost. That's why 13 ghosts, excuse me. Um Dr. Plato also he leaves a pair of glasses which uh allows said person that's wearing the glasses to see the ghosts because you don't just see the ghosts as uh, by yourself, you need these special glasses. And I love the glasses, dude. That seemed like the most bulkiest shit they could fucking come oh, yeah. up with. And when Homeboy puts them <laughs> on, and you can see his eyes, and the thing looks like a cross-eyed Yeah, genius. like, you can see, like, the fucking lights from the sides, like, light up in front of him. Oh, dude. I love, fuck, I have such a whole new respect since we started doing this show uh, for, like, the older films and the way they fucking do shit. Yeah. <laughs> Is what they have because it was the 60s. Right. Um, the house also comes with a housekeeper, Elaine. She's a, a witch, according to the youngest child, Buck. Um, recognize who she was? Huh? Did you recognize who she was? Some lady. The wicked know. witch from the fucking wizard. Office. Oh, was it her? No, I didn't. Yeah. You got kids. Maybe that's why they kept calling her. Oh, and that may, would make a lot of sense now, adding things up right. that happened during the film. I didn't know that because I didn't. I mean, she wasn't you no know, green and big bowl on her nose and all that shit. Oh, so. Like, a, ah, seriously? Like, she's got a face that sticks with you. I big noser. didn't put two and two together. I saw she was just some random old lady that was in the house. But that makes sense now. You're being called a witch, and then like at the end when she had the broom, and I'm like, oh, it all makes sense now. So I'm disappointed uh, professionalism, dude. Uh, if I cared, I would care, but I don't. Oh well, that's <laughs> hurtful. So fuck you too. <laughs> Made witch person. Uh, yeah, so Elaine Elaine's there, and she's telling uh, Cyrus about what her uh, he come from. Oh, okay. A little bit of uh, other news or other factoids. Uh, she was also in the Tenacious D tribute music video, which I did not know, but the which voice from somewhere. I've seen the video, but again, I didn't. Great song. I mean, I think <laughs> I put two and two together, um, especially when that video came out. That's a good song, though. This is the greatest and best song in the world. Tribute. I go on with the whole thing. But I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, so yeah. So the housekeeper is telling Cyrus about all you know the things that her that his uncle did. You know where he went to go. You know make the glasses and like you were saying, all the different ghostesses and where they're from and this and that. Um, and then we also find out uh, the executor, the douchebag, the guy that I actually didn't really uh, think was going to be a douchebag kind of at the beginning. Um, but the executor. No, like, that was a nice little twist. He seemed like he was going to be like a good fucking guy and shit. Yeah, that kind of like really, that, he he turned heel and I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Oh, yeah. 
But he uh, he knows of a hidden fortune inside the house, but just doesn't know where to find said hidden fortune. So, but up, but up, but up, but up. So the youngest son, like I said, Buck. Eventually, so we get a lot of ghosts throughout the film. We're seeing random ghosts pop up. Um, the daughter, I don't have the daughter's name down, but daughter. Um, she like thinks she sees a ghost in the middle of the night. She like goes to, I think, close her window or something. And the ghost guy like grabs her shoulder. But we actually find out that it's not a ghost. It's son of a bitch. Uh, Benjamin, the executor, he's snooping around the house trying to find the fortune. And he dressed up as a ghost. To, to I want to say his name is Medea. Oh, like Medea goes to prison and all the Medea movies. Oh, I like it. We'll go with it. Well, she's got a prison. Even if it's jail. Jail, jail. Same place. Um... So yeah, I so I like that too. Go ahead. Okay. No, <laughs> I, go ahead. Say, I was figured jail and prison was kind of like the same oh. thing. I mean, somewhere you don't want to be, and somewhere right. you don't want to drop the soap. What I hear. Fuck right. Because you'll get it in the butt. Um. So yeah, so she sees what she thinks is a ghost, but it ends up being Benjamin snooping around looking for the treasure and trying to. You know, being disguised as a ghost. Uh, that was another part that it didn't connect until I was, like, reading up the research. Because I, I watched the movie, but then I go and read a few things to make sure, you know, when I'm writing my notes down that I'm getting the things that I connected. I didn't realize at the end when the little kid had that mask on. At the end when he, like, comes into the kitchen or everything happens. He has some, like, weird mask on. It was the mask that uh, Benjamin was wearing when he was snooping around. I didn't know that until doing some research. So, yeah. So, we got ghostesses. There's a seance that happens. Um, what's his name? I keep forgetting. Cyrus, like, kind of almost... I think it's his uncle that kind of takes over him and, like, tries yeah, to... Yeah, like, that's the funny thing. Like, they make it seem like it's supposed to be a hoax, but then, like, dad does get taken over. Because, like, I kept, you know, waiting for the projection camera to be found like all these ghosts were fake but then yeah. like the uncle did take the dad over and shit and it's like oh all right so this is kind of fucking real um yeah so the the young child ends up finding some of the money somehow like it just randomly like a couple hundred dollar bills just pop up out of somewhere yeah, because he, he like he kept sliding down the rail even though he wasn't supposed to. And just a couple hundred I went, I'm gonna go start sliding down rails. Hopefully a couple hundred dollars just start popping out of of where I slid down from. Um so they he tells cause Ben shows up, he's trying to get uh Cyrus to I think sign more paper because he's trying to get him eventually he's trying to get him out of the house because he's trying to find the money. So he's right. like, oh, we can get this house well, sold or something. And we found out, like, as the story progresses, we finally realized from the very beginning, he's like, hey, so he's been like, oh, well, it's haunted. You don't want to stay here. And at first, you're just like, oh, he's just kind of being like, not necessarily like a scaredy cat, but it's like, hey, dude, your uncle was into weird shit. And then later on, we realized, like, oh, this has been your stick since the beginning. Like, because it was one of those, like, hey, if you move out, I can like search the whole fucking house and finally find all of that missing money. Yeah. 
So when um, when Buck finds the money, uh, just so happenly, Benjamin shows up at the house. He tells Benjamin about it. He's like, oh, don't tell anybody about the money that you found. Um, well, like, later on tonight when everybody's asleep, you and me will go hunting around and trying to find or this money and the kids are like oh, okay yeah we'll do that um so eventually towards the end um i don't know where why i read that so ben eventually ends up trying to kill buck the, the little kid which uh, he, i'm not gonna lie kind of surprised me i didn't really see that coming yeah because like i'm like i was saying like because i think what like i was remember hearing is that like they need a 13th ghost to free them. So I'm thinking that's why he was going to kill the kid. Right. To make and the uncle even ghost. said, one of you yeah. in this house tonight will die. Yeah. I, I, that's, yeah, it doesn't say on. I forgot that. Actually, pretty big factoid there. Holy crap, I'm he said that. Um, for me to like deliver to give me some air. I appreciate that. I appreciate um, So, yeah, so we find that out. One, one person in the house is going to die. Ben, actually, from what we find out, Ben is actually the one who killed Dr. Plato, and he's actually trying to kill Buck the same way by pushing him underneath the canop the bed canopy and smothering him. Um, but before that can happen, uh, Dr. Plato's ghost shows up and stops all that shit. He's like, no, I'm being a ghost right now. It's just, no, you will not do that. That's a terrible ghost. And um, kind of distracts uh, Benjamin enough to allow Buck to, you know, come to. He, you know, sneaks out of the, the little bed. And then for some reason, Benjamin's just like, oh, and it just like goes underneath the canopy. Well, and then gets okay, but like, like the uncle is kind of like creeping down on him. Yeah. And, and out of the, and out of all of the different yeah. directions he could have gone. Back and under was a safe place. Yeah, I guess. Well, it was so safe that he won't have to hide again because he's dead. Right. He dead man. What? Okay. <laughs> so but you know what? Like, I've never seen Thirteen Ghosts before. Uh, the original, anyways. This definitely kind of goes in there with the, like, we talked about with the Invasion of the Body Snatchers and a lot of the other older films. This shit has such a random wrap-up. Our yeah. lawyer tried to get our kid, and, like, the next scene is, like, the whole family sitting around the dinner table, like, counting fucking bills, going, well, he just tried to kick us out of the house. <laughs> We're rich. Like, such a weird fucking wrap-up. It know? was word by word the exact dialogue that said <laughs> in the end of the film. Right. Like, they're just laughing You know, like, what the fuck? You know, and, like, and then the maid comes in, like, uh, it's breakfast time, and it was like, okay, gotta get my grub. I was like, Really? Yeah, and breakfast. I, breakfast is kind of the best meal. I mean, some bacon and eggs. Ooh. See, like I cheat. I do that shit at dinner. So, like, I mean, really I've had it other places. It's so good that it's one of those things where you can eat it for any meal. Can't really right. eat like oh meatloaf for breakfast. I mean, you could, but it's kind of like nah. This is I'm not having it. But breakfast is one of those types of foods where you can eat it any time of the day, and it is fucking amazing. 
Um, but yeah, 13 ghosts. Uh, so they're, they're like the million dollar man. They're just counting their money. Like, <laughs> money, money. And they're right. just counting money. And then the movie ends and the lady's like, um, they're gone, but they'll be back. And then she holds her broom. And then sad thing that you mentioned earlier all made sense. Right. Yeah. Fuck yes, that dude. Is- oh, yeah. Um, but before we move on, do you have any other thoughts of uh, 13 uh, Ghosts original? Because, like I said, I've only ever seen the remake till now. It was cool uh, seeing, like, because, I don't know, it, it, like, it sounds weird for, like, a horror film, but this is such a family-friendly horror film. You know what I mean? Like, Billy is, like, down in the hidden room that we found out was part of the basement, but we didn't know until like dad moved the book wrong. So like Billy gets to see like the whole lion tamer thing. He's just like, <laughs> was it really scared till like the lion came his way kind of thing? Like this is like, if you're wanting to like, you know, bring your kids into horror and shit, this is another one of those films, you know, it, it like, it doesn't get gory and it's, it ends in such a light note that you're kind of like, yeah, fuck it. They're rich now. Fuck them. You know, it's like it's such a weird fucking movie, but I truly enjoyed the fuck out of the original. And it's a fun little sixties film. It is, dude. Um, it, like you said, it didn't really like. There, I mean, it was there wasn't really any gore. It's I don't even I don't even know what the movie was rated because I didn't really look that up. But I'm sure it was probably like PG because PG thirteen wasn't out at the time, so I'm pretty sure it was PG. Um. But yeah, it's it, it was a fun little. I'm part like I said with it with it coming out of the '60s and PG-13 didn't come out till like the mid '80s, so I'm sure that it's PG. Um, I doubt it's G because there is. I mean, there's a couple of spooky scenes, so I doubt it's. Yeah, no, I'm like, you know, they definitely kind of like for a '60s, like you've had the music, the camera work was on fucking point, like you followed some shit up. It's like, a lot of that simple stuff that was like really done yeah. well. Done well, so oh, simple and not. That's not rated. Oh, okay. No, and I just have to say, Giz, I am seriously fucking disappointed in you. You have yeah, to reheat your fucking. I Carter? did not see that coming. Dude. Carter's been disappointed in all of us tonight. He is not having our bullshit. I'm as as long. As well, I, he, I supposedly disappointed in me about something. I forgot already. But that's what happens. But he said he was disappointed in me about something. Oh, because of the Wicked Witch of the West thing. I didn't know that was her. There you go. Right? So, there so, you go. You did right. You have fear. not recognize the Wizard of Oz, dude. Because I fucking told you. She was green and a big nose and a big thing on her nose. She didn't look like that. Fine. Whatever. You have a excuse. But Giz, reheat pizza, dude. Oh. Christ. I didn't look up the cast listing either. I just watched the movie. God forbid oh. I put any effort into doing research of the movie. Who should be eating hot? End of discussion. Okay, well, we'll 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 put a pin in what's going on in the chat because we're yeah. gonna go to the trailer, but and we're gonna come back with the remake. But I had a request from the voice in my head, which means oh. the voice. Right. He wanted me to do a my ghost impression because supposedly I didn't do a good one. So I'm going to be a ghost. I'm going to be a ghost transitioning into the 13 Ghost trailer. 
So, ooh, ooh. Oh, one second. Do it longer. Like <laughs> a ghost. Oh, God damn you, son of a... <laughs> well, anyways, I'm going to do it anyway. Because, ooh, the trailer for 13th Ghost will be back after the trailer. Listen to William Castle, whom the Saturday Evening Post calls the master of movie horror. Do you believe in ghosts? I do. And you will, too. When you come to this theater... And see my picture, 13 Ghosts. Uh, no more dictation today. When you see 13 Ghosts, you'll be given a supernatural viewer like this, which will enable you to penetrate for the first time into the spirit world. It will let you see all 13 of our weird, wonderful, and wildly assorted ghosts. Now, brace yourself as we take you across the threshold of our haunted mansion where there's a ghost for everyone in the family. Father, mother, sister, brother. You'll be scared stiff too when you see what they see. 13 ghosts materializing in ectoplasmic color through the magic of Illusiono, the ghost viewer. The ghost of a lion in the basement. The ghost of a murderous cook in the kitchen. Stop it! Stop it, I say! The ghost who speaks through the lips of the living. Death tonight to one of you. The evil ghost in the bedroom fighting to take possession of this beautiful girl. You'll feel all the thrills and chills of seeing one ghost multiplied by the magic number 13. Okay, and that was 13 Ghosts 1960. I have so much that I'm trying to file away. All right, got Johnny and Bill on the other side. Like this, Bill, I have yet to find a good pizza that is reheatable. Everything else is just like, no. Um, Jalapeno. I get to talk about, I get to talk about 13 Ghosts 2001 quickly. Because we've just uh, Giz, I used the microwave. My oven doesn't work. So, like, uh, thirteen. Ooh, my oven doesn't a... work either. We're not oven working brothers. Yay! Okay, yeah. No, I've ever only reheated in a microwave. It just always seems to like reheat 
the oven for like a slice or two. Out to reheat your pizza podcast starring Buzz and Carter. Uh, today's episode 13 Ghosts. The I, I mean, pizzas are good. Which, I mean, you know what, though? That may have been the fucking problem. I've always it's only good. used the microwave. Never actually used the I was oven, like, ooh, so. I hit the microphone, but I guess it doesn't matter because it's a prop. <laughs> but I get to talk about the 2001 13 Ghosts. Um, Tony Shalhoub, Shannon Elizabeth, Matthew Lillard. Oh, dude. That's it. That's <laughs> one of my... Do I look up just in time that you'd be like... I was waiting for um, more people to be like announced, and then you just stopped. I was like, okay, that's it. Cool. Um, F. Murray Abraham. Um, this guy looks cool. Uh, Shane Whaler. I don't know. <laughs> um, so basically, it comes down to the original. The family that's down on their luck, but this time, Tony Schlub, who is Arthur, has a daughter and a son. They just lost their mother umpteen back to a house fire. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> um, so the bills pile up and all of that kind of takes hold and they're living in a smaller than the family should live in kind of thing. They're tripping over each other. Money's tight as shit. And then a lawyer knocks on their door and is like, hey, man, do you remember your uncle from the guy that you met like maybe three times in your life? He died and he left you a fucking boss ass house. And so they're like, holy shit. So they go to this house, and I'm not going to lie. It's just this big-ass glass house, you know? And, of course, Tony Shalhoub throws out the whole nobody throwing stones. Um, but it's uh, – dude, I'm not going to lie. Like, right off the bat, when old boy put the key in the door, and it sucked in the key, and the door's open, I'm like, shouldn't I get that key back? Like, it's just – right off the bat, there should be a lot of bad vibes, right? So you've got Tony Shalhoub and his family, plus the, um, I don't really know what she was, babysitter, housekeeper, all around. Like, they solidified, but always kept, uh, right, but like, she was a nanny, but they always kept alluding to the jobs that she didn't do, not the jobs that she did do. So she was just kind of like the all-around not person. Um, Lawyer takes the family to the house. We walk into Matthew Lillard, who's playing an electrician, says, hey, I need to get in the house. I need to check some shit. So we're now, we all move into the house. The lawyer goes downstairs to grab his money, and he then unknowingly starts this whole cascade of, well, evil, pretty much. Just come to find out the uncle has been collecting 12 ghosts, and has like locked them into the house. And when the lawyer picked up the bag of money, the whole house is kind of built on a timing system. Kind of like Elimination Chamber. Every five minutes, a new player gets to join the field. Only mm, all like of these that. players. Thank you. Only all like these players reference. are like fucking scary. You know, you've got the Titan who's got. You've got the Titan who has spikes in his fucking face. You've got the Jackal who I'm not quite sure how she like ripped the mask open, but whatever, you know, like you have 12 ghosts that are just like the worst of the fucking. We also, we also see some ghost bloobs. Oh, ghost bloobs. And not to do a homework, kind of like, no, no, it's because, yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, no, if you've seen this movie, you know who she is. And if you've not seen the movie, watch it and you'll realize like she's the ones like if I'm gonna die, it'll probably be by her because everybody else I would be running away from. Um so the whole family's trapped in this house because it kind of turns into like this whole cube thing. Doors are opening, doors are closing, and all of these things are like making new pathways in the house, which is also releasing one more ghost, one more ghost. And coming to find out, the uncle had a long game. He was trying to trap the family in there to make the 13th ghost. Original. Somebody's got to fucking die. Um, to open like a hell gate of, what was it? Um, to like see. I'm trying to remember. It was like to see the future. I can't remember. It was like it was to open something so he had like super sight. Because we find out the uncle's not actually dead that we watched die in the beginning of the movie. He just kind of like faked his death, threw some blood into a fucking chamber, and it's like, hey, sucks to be you. And we have 13 ghosts. The the cool thing is like so written like on like all of the walls and ceilings are all these like spells that are like keeping the ghosts you know in certain rooms or in certain you know keeping them from certain spots in the house. Some of them are keeping them from you know attacking somebody because like they used it a couple times where they uh, like took a took a panel of the wall that had the shit written on and like almost used it as like a shield. And, um, what? Uh, cause is he, which thank you, by the way, the eye of hell, which would show everything. And I was like, I couldn't remember. It was like the past, the present. Like I couldn't really like word it right, but it was to open the eye of hell, which would show everything. Thank you for telling us. Cause we both watched the yeah, movie. No, and just... like I, I couldn't like figure out the wording for it. So thank you, Izzy. But yeah, so like it was open the eye of everything. The eye of Thundera. Sort of. Okay. Um, But yeah, so I was saying this, like all these like spells are written all over the place to keep the ghosts, you know, kind of at bay. And like they're supposed to, you know, adhere to these these spells and shit like that. Um, Yes, I agree with Izzy. It's a great movie. I honestly like... I haven't hadn't seen Thirteen Ghosts probably since it first came out. Until oh, dude, I that fucker. I don't know how many times I love this shit out. I watched it. I this was this is how old I am, and this is how I mean the movies. I mean it's, it's old. It's what almost twenty years old now. Jesus Christ! I bought it on VHS. Stop like putting a timestamp on. I holy shit. Just realized it's two thousand one. It's two thousand twenty one. So it's twenty years old. Um, I had this movie on VHS and I bought it at Walmart for like six dollars. I watched it and then I don't think I watched it ever since until until yesterday. I've never seen the original, but the remake I've had on repeat, I don't know how many fucking times, dude. Like, there's just something about it. The original is like family friendly, this one is not. No, oh Uh, my god, it's pretty. Pretty cool scenes in this film. Yeah, this is like a darker fucking take, gory as shit. Like, this is a fucked up movie, you know. When the lawyer gets slit in two, 
and not the way you oh. think he is. And half like, oh, that was good. That was much chef's kiss. And I was super stoked because that dude was such a fucking d back. Oh yeah, we knew from the beginning. Like he wasn't like right. the other one. Like, oh, I didn't know this guy was going to be a bad guy. Like we knew from the beginning this was King Douchebag. I did like how we kind of, because yeah, there are subtle changes. You know, like the mom was in the original, but she's not in the remake. But we still cover like the history of the thirteen or the twelve ghosts and stuff. You know, um, they made it a real. She is, but she's dead. She's yeah, dead. she's one. She's one of the ghosts. To where in the remake, it was a mom, dad, daughter, son going through all of this together. In the remake, it's mom or it's dad, daughter, son, nanny going through this together. So it's like. I kind of dig how they still kept the same amount of people because in the remake, she was just like the housekeeper in the remake. Fuck in the original, she was a housekeeper in the remake. So we still keep the same amount of people. We odds to, and the original was like, Oh, you need to talk to the fucking housekeeper. She's a psychic. So-and-so well in the remake, you bring in that new person who was, what was her name? Um, Kalina. This so, is why I like when you do make better, dude. <laughs> she showed up to save the daughter from the. I know who you're talking about. I just don't know. I only know the names from the original because that's where I wrote down. Oh. I paying attention God. in the remake. I know who you're talking about, though. The lady who. Tried to save him, but then ends up being a heel and turns on him. Right. There's a lot of, a lot, a lot of heel there. turns in these movies, guys. We don't know what that reference yeah. is. Well, Shame she on you. threw the flare in there to save the daughter, but turns out to be like a fucking yeah. backstab. You know, so like we still kind of have, it's cool that we still have the same amount of people, maybe a different job here or there. So there's that nod to the original that we still kind of kept that same cast lineup. This character. <sighs> This this definitely pretty much checks all the boxes, or I mean, it's just kind of one box of my like you know acceptance of a remake. My my thing is as long as you stay true to the original story and then you add your own thing, right? I, I'm I'm good with it because we I mean, the whole house aspect of you know oh and the dude. demons were different and the ghosts were different, so they they did their own thing, but they still had the you know, the, the basic story of the family inheriting a right. house from a dead relative, 13 ghosts, that it's like, it's all there. They just took a different, you know, turn of it. That's what I like. I'm like, if I want to see the same shit, I'll just watch the original. Like, right. we're going to be shot for shot remake. I'll just watch the original. But this does what <laughs> I want remakes to do is take the essence of the story, but go in a different direction. Right. Because if you think about it, a lot of that was kind of summed up in the original at Dad's job. He had so-and-so reading this book. He had so-and-so come in. Whereas this one, they kept it kind of like during the action of like we're running for our lives, but we're still getting backstory from, say, Matthew Lillard, who was like, well, this fucking ghost is from such and such. Like they still did all of the filler needed, but in a different kind of layout. And as much as like as much as the original was fun to watch, this one is definitely like time better yeah. because 
everything's going on at once. There really isn't like any slowdown or any slow period, except for maybe the opening where we're getting the like, oh, hey, we're all here. But once we get to the house, it's like nonstop, like, yeah, but still get yeah, plenty of filler in the story. Well, both of these films were pretty quick. They're only about an hour and a half or so each. So they're, yeah. they're a nice little quick watch. And like you said, maybe on, I mean, both films pretty much got to it pretty quickly. Like there was no super long, you know, expose of like, you know, this is the family and we're going to draw it out for a half hour to fill time. Like they're just like, fuck it. We're just going to go up balls in and let's just have some 13 ghosts and ghosts and people dying. Oh, yeah. Good. Good stuff. It, it, the remake is just cheesy fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's still like gory and blah blah blah, but like I watch it because it's cheesy fun. There's all of these little stupid kind of like don't throw a stone in a kind of moments, but then like holy crap, we just watched this motherfucker like bash this motherfucker's brains in. Like camera here's some gore in case you missed like the last scene of somebody fucking dying. Like I I thought they really did good. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and cut to the trailer. When we come back from the trailer, we will give our gore cast grades for both films. And this time it's out of two, so we each get two. Uh, And then we'll wrap up a bow on this episode and let you know what's coming on the rest of the week for programs and such. So trailer for 13 Ghosts 2001 time. There are ghosts around us all the time. Most of them, they can't hurt us. Most of them don't even want to hurt us. But there are exceptions. I represent the estate of your Uncle Cyrus. We have an Uncle Cyrus? Cyrus recorded this message six weeks ago. He asked it to be played for you in the event of his death. I've instructed my lawyer to deliver my last will and testament. A key? A key to what? A key to your new house. This house, it is a one-of-a-kind home. Arthur, we've got some papers to sign in the library. After that, I would love to take you and the family around the tour of the house. This place is awesome! Now I know I'm dreaming. Oh, your uncle was quite a collector of many things. What the hell was that? Six people. You're wasting your time. It's all sealed up. The only thing worse than being trapped in a house with a ghost. This house is not a house. We're in the middle of a machine powered by the dead. Is being trapped in a house with 13 ghosts. We got company. How close is it? Close enough to hurt you. Go, 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 go! I guarantee nothing. And we are back. That was the trailer for 2001's 13 Ghosts, a good film. Um, We are going to give our gradings. So I'm going to go, we'll go for...
Okay. Apologies for the slight freeze. Um, we are going to give you guys our grades. We'll start with the original. And remember, we both get two stars to go with on our grading scale. Carter, original, what do you give it? Dude, I thought it was fucking good. I'll give it a one. It was uh, pen. I also will give it a one. So I don't, I don't know. I say random things sometimes. I'll also give it a one. It was, um, it was a very, like I said, a very enjoy- enjoyable, you know, fun little 60s film. Uh, yeah. Like you said, it's something that you could probably watch with the with the kids. I mean, I've shown them worse, so. Um, <laughs> but like the 60s so. definitely keep it like a intro to horror. Like, hey, now let's move up to this. Like uh, Bill said, it's Saw crossed with Hellraiser. You know, like before you get them to the remake, introduce them to the original. Yes. Do they have nightmares? No. Let's move them to the remake. Yes. So we give it a two out of four gore casters for the re- original. Now, Carter, how do you feel about the remake? Oh, dude, definitely a fucking one and a half. I dug the shit out of like the makeup. Just they're just oh, fucking awesome. Um, I also give it a one out of half because ghost bloobs and gore. Those are those get you that extra half. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it took up the essence of the original and kind of did its own fun thing, and it was fun. So yep. total three out of four gore casters for the remake. So those are I don't know what I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say something and then Yeah. Those are our ratings for Rick. I was gonna say those are you know set in stone. You know, ratings that you must take to the grave. But oh yeah. But I'm just going to point out there. I'm not the only one that was confused by old girl's job, because oh, as he said, and I agree. I still have no idea what that lady's job was. So. She, she was, was there, there. Like, she was there to make sure like the kids didn't like stick a fucking fork in the socket or some shit. Not to cook, not to do windows. You know. That was lit- yeah, I would say her her like, old just to be fucking sassy. sassy. Right. Sassy. Uh Gore uh, or uh, Bill wants us to call it Gore Bits as opposed to stars bites. or bites. I'm sorry. Gore bites, bits, the same thing. But uh yeah, um, we will we will take that under advisement, Bill. Um, before we get into the closings, um, got to do the YouTube thing, guys. You know, we're here. We're on YouTube. You need to, we, we want you to like and subscribe to the YouTube program, to the channel. Um, you, you know, this bell is, you know, there's a lot of things down below that you can do. You can like, subscribe, share with your friends if or and your enemies. Like I said, here at the Gorecast, we will take Friends, enemies, bring them to the Gorecast. We want them in our community. As long as they're not like. You know, click, click. You know, uh, click, click. Depending on what the end like, is. Bring your enemies. Them. We'll them last. Fuck it. So, but yes, we would definitely appreciate any of your, all of your support with the liking and the subscribing and all the good YouTube stuff. Uh, remember that this Thursday there will be no. Uh, group chat episode for reasons and Johnny and the Giz will be back on Sunday 
for old school Sunday and also a new episode of, of the program over on American Horrors. Um, we will be back next Tuesday. We are going to be doing the Omen. Dun dun dun. So that should be good. I think I've only seen like one of them once, and I don't know if that was the original or the remake. Yeah, I've seen the original. I've not seen the remake, but from what I hear, I've pretty much seen them both. Yes, remake is pretty much a carbon copy. So Uh, got a weird fact of the day that I'm looking forward to. Okay, so yeah, so that's Tuesday, but like I said, uh, this Sunday on on American Horrors at 8.30 p.m. See you, whatever, Chris, GM, uh, and Giz will be back. I don't know how to do, I'm not, I'm not a good Nick Cage impersonationer, so, um, just go, Johnny and the Giz, see, I can't do it, I'm just gonna say it, um, I'm like, I just, I don't like the pressure, and you guys mock my ghost, so, not your I'm not your monkey. And um Johnny, yeah, it was a long way to get to this uh thing. Johnny and the Giz will be over first at 8 30 p.m. CSC, whatever questions GMT, uh, while they do the wacky world of Nick Cage in horror. And they're also gonna be reviewing the new film Willie's Wonderland in that whole process. So we do have a trailer as customary. So until next time, forecast out. God damn, it's hot as fuck today. Oh, lovely oaks. Uh, is that... Nicholas Nick Cage? Cage? We should go over and introduce ourselves, man. I don't think that's a good idea. He looks like he's having a mental breakdown or something. He always looks like he's having a mental breakdown. It's Nicholas Cage. We have to go introduce ourselves. Come on. I'm just so terrified. Hey, Nicholas Cage. Hey, Mr. Cage, dude, it is so cool to meet you. We're big fans of your work. Well, he is. What? No, I'm not talking about fairy tale love. I mean, I'm talking about a mature relationship. You think I'm a kid? No, I don't think you're a child. I'm very confused. Told you, mental breakdown. You say you love. Oh, very good. Anyway, uh, this is... I'm Johnny. This is my heterosexual life partner, the kids. We do a horror show. We thought it'd be really cool to come over and introduce ourselves, have a chat, maybe. Sharon. Oh, what a beautiful day. It's incredible. Who's Sharon? Are you Sharon? Uh, neither of us. Telling you mental breakdown. Well... I just thought I should tell you. Okay. It's off my mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, what? Man, I'm telling you, his rubber snapped. He probably went on fucking method doing that Willie's Wonderland film recently. Come on, Sharon. No, I... Oh, we... Hmm. We... I'd love to, but we really can't. We have a... T- uh, we have a... T- t- no! Jesus Christ, that was weird as fuck. Man, I am telling you. You know what? This gives me a good idea for an episode. Join myself in the case this Sunday, 8.30 p.m. CST and whatever's other place to his GMTs, only on American Horror City.
where we're going to be talking about some of Nicolas Cage's craziest roles in horror, as well as reviewing Willy's Wonderland, which has recently come out. You know, I think he was having a mental breakdown. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake! Don't forget, if you enjoy our madcap, gorecast, horror hijinks, we stream three nights a week over on YouTube, Mondays, Thursdays, and Sundays, where you can see a little bit of this. Third spoon, god damn, I knew there was something I wanted to bring up in the, god damn, I don't know what a fucking third spoon is, but I'm mad to get a pretty in-depth. Most definitely some of this. With a new 2009 twist. Uh, she pulls out of her vagina. Um, I'll give her because like, you know how like magicians kind of like do something and they pause dramatically? She took that dramatic pause. And occasionally, some of this. Our favorite Halloween movies. What's up, Gorecasters? Welcome back here to the Gorecast. Yeah, okay, I'm here. I'm back. <laughs> 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 oh, 